And uh, today, what I want to talk to you about is taking control of your, of your health. And as we've kind of started this particular series, it's important that we recognize that um, God has called us to equip, to encourage, and to empower people to live successful Christian lives. And as he's called us to do that, that we believe that uh, we'll be a place where people are healed in their bodies. And, and our, so our goal this year, our goal this year is to improve the health of our spiritual family. And we want to do that as we promote a healthy lifestyle through faith in the word, through exercise and nutrition. And uh, as we do that today, and as we talk about take control of your health, I want to answer three questions today, three questions. The first question that I want to answer is, did God design us to live forever in health? And the second question that I want to answer today is, why do we get sick? And then the third question that I want to answer is, what can we do about it? And um, the perspective as we kind of talk about this has to do with changing the way we look at and evaluate our own lives. Um, the Bible tells us in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 17, champions, I want you to read that with me like you know it is the word of his power. Would you read that with me together now? Do not be overly wicked, nor be foolish. Why should you die before your and so the Bible makes it very clear that a person can die before their appointed time. There's no verse in the Bible that tells us how long we should live. Uh, there's no verse in the Bible that tells us uh, the specific years that we will live. But God does promise that he would give us a full life. And, and he says it like this. It's in Psalms 91.16. He says that with long life I will satisfy you. <laughs> I will satisfy you and I will show you my salvation with long life. And so to have a long life and be satisfied, that means you, you have to be healthy because I don't know anybody that's really sick in their body that's satisfied. Um, and, and, and so what God is saying is that uh, I desire to give you long life to, and, and this long life, I want to satisfy you in the long life that you have. Now, the word satisfaction, it means to, to save, uh, or the word salvation, it means to save from sin. But it also means uh, to uh, come to a place where um, God uh, causes us not only to be free from sin, but also to be at peace and be healed in our bodies. And so when God speaks and he says that I will satisfy you with long life, and show you my salvation. He's speaking of his deliverance. He's speaking of his protection. And he's speaking of his healing. And so as we address these three questions today, let's talk about the first question. Were we created to live healthy forever? Because there is something that we've just accepted in our lives. We've accepted the issue that what we're going to do is that we're going to live. We're going to live. And, and we're going we're gonna, to... Um, uh, reproduce, then we're going to die. We'll live, we'll reproduce, and then we die. And so I'm not sure that uh, we should take that because, you know, uh, at some uh, celebration of life or funeral services, you can hear the pastor says, we'll all pass this way. But that's not true because the Bible says those that are living will be caught up with those that are dead. So we all won't pass that way. And so, uh, 
as, as we look at this and we, we, we refer to, uh, were we created to live healthy forever? And, and I'll tell you that death started after, uh, after man was created. But it wasn't a part of God's original plan. It wasn't part of God's original purpose because the language that God originally spoke into ourselves, it programmed us to live into eternity. In Genesis 2.17, it tells us about that. And it talks about, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat for in that day you eat, you will surely die. Now they did not die right away. But death occur, occurred at the molecular level, and we were programmed to live forever, but our immortality message got scrambled. And we have traces of eternity in us. That's why we want more out of life. That's why we want purpose in life. That's why we want to find our place in life. There is something about living uh, uh, an eternity, living long, is, is placed on the inside of us. And we can see that uh, in Genesis chapter, we can look throughout Genesis starting in 25. We see the Bible says that Abraham lived 175 years. We also see that uh, Sarah lives to be, lived to be 127 years old and gave birth at the age of 90. Oh my God, what would that be like? Also, one of the interesting things that we see here is that Moses lived to be 120 years old. The Bible says that he was not uh, weak in his eyesight, nor he was low in physical strength. And so God has created us. He created us to live, and he created us to live uh, for, through eternity. And so in the early years when God had created man, it was not something that was unusual. It was what they expected. They expected to live a long Life. They expect it to live a long life. And so we are uh, eternal beings. We are individuals that God has created to live. And, and he has created us to live forever. But, and so imprinted in our DNA is every person has a stamp of eternity. There is something in you that is just like God. And so Ecclesiastes tells us that what he does is he begins to make everything beautiful in its own time. And notice this, he has planted eternity in your heart. But even so, notice this, we cannot see what God is doing from the beginning to the end, but God knows the end from the beginning. And so we may not be able to see what God is doing, but also uh, Ecclesiastes tells us that we should listen and respect the instructions that he gives us. And so Adam and Eve, we can think about that. They lived in the cleanest environment ever. No disease threatened their existence. There was no paradigm shift that took place at the moment of their disobedience. But for centuries, there's been a cycle of life that we have come to accept. And that is we're born, we reproduce ourselves again, and then we die. We accept that. And the cycle is embedded into us that when we get sick and and, 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 and it looks like that uh, the end of our life is coming that many times we just say is the will of God. But the Bible does say that it is possible for man to die before his appointed time. And so there's an eternity in us. So one of the things I want to share with you here is that it's so important that although we live in a cycle of life and we've accepted age 
and ultimately believe that we will die. Yet ingrained in our bodies, ingrained in our genes is information that says we were created to live forever. And again, that's why we do things, that's why we put things on, that's why we want to look our best. And we many times want to recapture the years. I want to show you this uh, graphic. This is the graphic of a 1966 Volvo. It was a guy, he is, his name is Gordon, and um, he's put about, he's put three million miles on his 1966 Volvo. He's in the uh, Guinness Book of World Records. And uh, they asked him, say, how were you able to get so many miles on it? He says that what I do is that I service it. And uh, I keep renewing the parts that might be failed or might be worn. And so because of that, he has amassed almost 3 million miles on one vehicle. And I got to tell you, it looks pretty good, doesn't it? The same renewal process that he talks about in his car that that's the renewal process that God has created for our bodies. That our bodies were created to regene. And we call it, you know, when the Bible tells us that when we accept Jesus into our lives, that word is regenerated. Regenerated, it means to be regened. Regened. And so what happens is that uh, it tells us very clearly that uh, if any man, uh, the Bible talks about it like this. It says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And so what that means is that when we accept Jesus into our lives, we become regened, regenerated. And so uh, God has created our bodies to be regened. And so uh, our cells die off. And if those cells that replace the ones that have died off are of higher quality, equal to higher quality, our, our bodies become regene. But if they become damaged and you're replacing those cells with damaged cells, then your body becomes degene or degenerated, if, you, if you've heard that word. So we can be regene or we can be degene. And what God has created our bodies, do you know that the liver that you have right now is not the same liver you had two months ago? that it has been created to replace itself. And that's so awesome in our bodies. And our bodies have been created to heal themselves. The issue here is that there are things in our lives that will cause that regeneration process to be phased or stayed or paused. And so what's important then is that we recognize that, first of all, that God has created us to live a long life and live healthy. The second thing, and the second question that we want to answer is that why do our bodies become sick? The Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, and old things are passed away. It is the regeneration process that when, our, when we uh, put things in our body, when we do things, when we do not exercise, when we eat uh, bad foods uh, that are not vacation meals, but it's just a way of life, uh, then you'll notice how sluggish you get, how your body, you just don't feel good. And if you don't feel good, then you don't exercise. If you don't exercise, then now there's this degeneration that takes place in our bodies. And your physical body determines exactly how you're able to serve God spiritually. And so we look at that and then we, we recognize then that um, we get sick by lower quality cells replacing those higher quality ones. And so the third question is that what can we do about it? What can we do about it? 
the Bible tells us very clearly that uh, there are two things that we need to do. Number one, make a decision and make a commitment. Would you say that with me, that uh, uh, God desires, I make a decision and make a commitment. So what, we, what God wants us to do is decide that recognizing that our bodies are the residence of God and God desires to live in a clean residence. So our bodies are the residence of God. Therefore, God wants us to decide to take care of our bodies and God take care of, uh, of his residence. And God wants us to commit to do it, not just deciding, but also making a commitment uh, to that. Now, over the next several weeks, uh, we're going to be uh, looking at uh, this challenge that we are engaging on next Sunday. And I am so excited about that. Uh, one of the things that, that is really important is that God is, we recognize that God is the healer. God is the healer. God is the healer. And he, when he brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, he said to them, I am the Lord that heals you. I am the Lord that heals you. We then see that the, 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 the summits began to declare and cry, oh God, heal us. And then we see that pattern throughout the New Testament. But there were times also where God, recognizing that he is the healer, that there are times that God heals us and he asks us by faith to participate with him in our healing. And this is what's so significant because there are some things that you cannot do but that only God can do, but there are some things that you can do. And so God uh, calls us to participate with him in our healing. Um, in John chapter 5, uh, you don't have to uh, turn there, but it's the story of a man by the pool of Bethesda. And this man has been in a condition for 38 years. He's been in this condition for 38 long years. Let's read it together now. When Jesus saw him living there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. Now I want you to notice this, that this is a man who's living by a pool but, uh, that, that never brought him healing. But he could see what it was doing for other people. The Bible says that there was an, a move of God that would come and and, and, and that angel would come and stir the water and anybody got in uh, at the time of the stirring. But this man could not uh, physically do that himself. And so he's been in a condition for a very long period of time. And Jesus asked him what seems to be a strange question. Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? Do you want your condition to change? Do you want to be healed? Do you know what's interesting about this? This man did not answer. This man uh, answered him definitively, yes. But what this man did is began to talk about his limitation. He began to talk about what he could not do. He began to talk about, you know, when I try to do that, when I try to, uh, and he began to look at the past 
and what he had done in the past that did not work. And it seems like he had come to a place of just giving up and just resigning to live in the condition that he was in. And as this man uh, began to talk to Jesus, and Jesus said, you know, do you want to be made well? And he says, well, I have no one. So now he is relying on other people to do for him what he feels he cannot do for himself. But Jesus speaks to him and tells him that by faith, partner with me, and that you will see that you will be healed. And so Jesus speaks, and, and he tells him, he says that, uh, Pick up your bed. Get up. Pick up your bed and walk. This man doesn't now argue with Jesus. The Bible gives us an indication that he just did what Jesus said. He picked up his bed. He got up and he began to walk. And he participated with God in what God wanted to do in his healing. Now, there are some things that uh, you can do on your own, but there are some things that only God can do. But there are times when God says, work with me, walk with me, watch how I do it and learn these unforced rhythms of grace. And you know what? You may have been living with diabetes for a very long time. You may have high blood pressure. You may be sick in your body. I may encourage you that make a decision and commit to what you will see is that as you partner with God, man, I tell you, you may get tired after the first hundred steps, but I'm telling you that there's a, this is the time where God's stirring the waters and that God is saying that if you just be a part of what I'm bringing so that this body can be, we're going to pray, we're going we're gonna to declare the word of God over everyone, but God wants us to partner with him. God wants you to watch what you put in the temple, how you take care of the temple, and God wants you to, make, uh, to watch how you're replenishing and regening your temple.